welcome to the doghouse. I'm Diana. And I'm David. It's season five. (laughs) (laughs) What? Uh, It's been a while. A lot happened. Some things happened. Um, I literally just re-listened to our season four finale. (laughs) (laughs) Like, literally just finished listening to it. And it's, wow. We were still very early on in 2020, weren't we? That was April. Jesus Christ. And now it's January 2021. So many things have happened. So uh, this is being released on January 20th, 2021. We have a new president today. <laughs> Holla fucking Luya. And what a better way to celebrate than this dumb fucking Archie show? I mean, like escapism. It's a great thing in 2020. <laughs> That's what we've learned. Whatever you need to do to escape the crazy reality we've been living in, go for it in Riverdale. Is a perfect treat for that bullshit. Now, escape in 2021, I think you mean, correct? Well, that's what we learned in 2020. No, that's fair. So we're bringing that into 2021. I mean, we don't know what year it is anymore. Fuck. What (laughs) what is reality? We don't know. We Uh, thought Archie getting mauled by a bear was too unbelievable. Yeah, that was season three, but season four was so great. Now look where we are. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Okay, so... So over the last few months, people have been asking me over and over again, so is Riverdale worth watching? Is it worth the binge watching? (laughs) That's a hard question to answer. And I basically said, okay, watch season one and decide if you like it. Because it's 13 episodes. You can watch 13 episodes in like two days. Whatever. And if you like that, then come back to me and I will tell you what you need to know so you can skip to season four. (laughs) Or like to the last three episodes of season three. Or like one or two episodes where some funny shit happens. And it's those... it's either that or you go run the gauntlet. Or if you literally just need background noise and you don't give a fuck, then go through it. That's fine. But just know season two is fucking horrible. <laughs> and season three is like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing? That has to break. What? It breaks any record for the most times a show has jumped the shark. No, they they mauled a bear. They were mauled by a bear. So many goddamn times. So many times. And then and then they pulled it out. So we know why. We know why. We know we know why. And we, then season we, four. Season four, they got their shit together. Look, let's be clear. This is trash television. It is trash television. It doesn't excuse the fact that they are still treating their queer characters and their characters of color like trauma props. And I doubt that'll ever end. Well, one of the things that happened right after the show ended was that Vanessa Morgan called out the show. Ah, uh, yes. For paying, she, she, this season, season four, she had been bumped up to series regular. Mm-hmm. But she had basically no screen time and she was paid less than all the other full time characters. Now, Cole Sprouse is the highest paid actor on the show. Get it? Totally makes sense. Star power. After that, Cammie makes more money than the other ones. And my understanding was that because she had to do more in terms of singing, her agent said, she's got more rehearsal time. You got to pay her more. Good agent. Good agent. Again, nobody had credits except for Cole Sprouse. Yeah. That kid can demand a salary. Yes, absolutely. Now, Vanessa Morgan had a few credits. Okay. But she wasn't a main character. So at the time, she did not deserve a core four paycheck. Now things have changed. Uh Uh-huh. So... When you get bumped up to a series regular, you deserve a closer to core four paycheck. A commensurate Ma- raise. Maybe not the same, because you know what? If your character gets written out, 
Ain't nobody gonna cry over hey, it. Hey, studio, how much money do you have to pay to make sure one of your stars doesn't come out in public and call you the fuck to the mat? Here's the thing. It don't look good. No. One of your only queer characters and you're one of your only characters of color ain't getting paid well. No. And their storylines fucking suck. Don't look good. Nope. Pay them money and don't write them bullshit. It's so very easy to get people to not call you out in public. I don't know. I can pay them well. <laughs> I mean, that's like day one. Like, fuck. This show's making money hand over fist. Come on, y'all. Uh, yeah, it's just bad. Well, so then R.A.S. came out. Roberto, whatever. And he said some bullshit, right? Because that's well, what he does. He came out and said, we stand by you and we're with you, Vanessa. Okay. What does that mean? I don't know what it means. So one of the things that's coming out with this this new season, when we left, the very next episode was supposed to be the prom episode. And in that episode, we were supposed to meet Tony's family. Mm. And one of the things that RAS posted this very week was that so many people didn't believe us. Like, we shut down in the pandemic. We were supposed to meet Tony's family and nobody believed us that we were actually going to do it. And we are. And so much of her story is taking place in season five now. And it's just like, why did it take this long? Like, that's our biggest fucking problem. (laughs) Why does he get to pat himself on the back so many fucking times? Like, like. This is part of our love-hate relationship with this show, is this fucking man. He wants a gold star for bullshit. (laughs) So, yeah. So, we're going to meet Tony's family, which is great. Cool. We're going to learn more about her family, which is also awesome. I hate how we couched it, though. It's nobody's fault that the very episode that we were supposed to meet them is the one that we got shut down on. So we didn't, we're not getting it until season five. Yeah, but then just let us hear about it and stop patting yourself on the fucking back, Robert. Stop reminding us how it was supposed to be season four. It was supposed to be season four. God damn. Like, fuck off. Okay, so let's talk about what we know is going to happen in season five because of what, who's been cast, the news that's been come out, blah, blah, blah. Things we know. The things. We know. But some of this you don't know. Of course. <laughs> because not. I literally just found out. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, if this is the first time you're listening to the show, Diana knows everything that's going on in the show, studies the news, keeps on track of that stuff. Study is. Um, <laughs> I follow all of the cast on Instagram because they can be entertaining. And. R.A.S. never shuts up about what's going to happen And I've now started replying to almost everything obnoxious that R.A.S. puts on Instagram because I like to troll him. Um, Because he pisses me off. Whereas I go into this fresh as a daisy with no information whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. So the last three episodes that did not make it for season four have been pushed to the beginning of season five. I did know this. We did know this. And so they've just been kind of... Re- slightly reconfigured makes sense and because so, they were in the middle of shooting the prom episode they've been retitled they finished filming that so the first three episodes of this season are tying up the end of their senior year fair and then we're gonna have not a five-year time jump we're having a seven-year time jump so, so um the core four will be freshly 25 when we meet them at this time jump Perfection. Which I've talked about this. They did this on, um, I know they, I believe they did this on Pretty Little Liars, which is not a, sh- which is a show I literally just started watching because whatever. 
<laughs> I need stupid TV in the background. <laughs> That's why. But they did this on One Tree Hill and it worked out great. It got us through the college years without having to watch it. It allowed the actual actors to play characters closer to their real age. Thank God. Which career-wise is, is something that they need. Yes. So they don't, they're not in the suspended adolescence. And then it also allows them to have more grown-up stories without it being creepy. This like, I'm watching teenagers, but they're adults playing. Like it's, it, we, we kind of get out of that weird place. Thank God. So that's great. Skeet Ulrich is gone. Sad. Uh, his last episode is going to be their graduation episode. That was his choice. He decided he was ready to go. They're aging up everybody. There's no more story for me. He's bored. I want to go. Marisol Nichols was also supposed to be leaving, but she is now staying. Okay. Through, I guess, the reconfiguring of stuff and figuring things out, her and RAS talked and they decided she's staying. Mm, there's, a, there's a role to play there. There's more story to tell. So okay. she, and she needs to be there for it. So then the door is always open for Skeet to come back and he's more than willing to come back, but he will not be a, a regular parent on the show. That makes sense. So that makes me happy that they're not killing him off. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Please don't. Yeah. No more dead parents. Speaking of the time jump, Veronica's going to have a husband. <laughs> and it's not Archie. I vaguely heard about this. Yes, it is going to be a character that audiences met in Katie Keene. Katie Keene took place five years in the future. So that's kind of helping catch up to that timeline, which is cool. And we are actually going to see more crossover with that universe a little bit, which Katie Keene has since been canceled. Are we going to have to watch Katie Keene to get some backstory? <laughs> I don't want to. <sighs> I don't care about those characters and nobody would. But anyways, um, the character's name is Chad Gecko. He did work on Wall Street, and he has a shitty past. Basically, he's Hiram 2.0. Yes, his last name is Gecko. He was played by a different actor on that show. On Riverdale, he'll be played by Chris Mason, who was on um, Broadchurch, is the bigger show that he was on. Can I get a Michael Douglas cameo? No. <laughs> Just no. Greed, for lack of a better word, is good. But his character description is very much, yeah, he's basically Hiram. She married her daddy. Fun! She needed to make that mistake. Okay, that was going to happen. Someone, Fun! Someone's going to do that. Vanessa Morgan found out shortly after season four wrapped that she was pregnant. Hey! Vanessa Morgan is literally, as we're recording this, about to give birth in like two fucking seconds. So when they went back to film season five, she's very visibly pregnant. <laughs> they wrote that into the show. Hey now! So Tony will be pregnant in the future. We don't. We don't know what the circumstances are around that but tony's gonna be pregnant interesting uh, yeah it's gonna be interesting whoa <laughs> what does that mean because one of the little snippet scenes that they released on instagram was tony strutting down the hallway in an hbic shirt and it was black and she's she's clearly with the cheerleaders and I was like, oh, okay, she's wearing black because it was kind of blurry. And I was like, oh, she's wearing black. She's they're hiding the bump. Because that's my that's one of my favorite TV games is hiding the real life pregnancy. Hiding the real life pregnancy <laughs> in the TV show. I like that game. I think it's fun. Because sometimes they get really clever with it. And sometimes they're like, you're not even trying. <laughs> Everybody just knows. And then she makes a move. And you're like, oh, no, they're not hiding it. And then Vanessa Morgan made a post about how she was so thankful to be able to work fully nine months pregnant and that her pregnancy was written into the show well that's nice so that's gonna be interesting also she will be the new serpent queen 
Okay. And she will have reopened the white worm. Hey. So. I'm down. Yeah. At least future Tony is going to be large and in charge. I'm for it. I'm I'm all about Tony being boss bitch. We love Tony. I fucking love Tony. She kept getting iceboxed. So long as she's not with Cheryl. Fuck Cheryl. Like, <laughs> literally, get her the fuck away. Like, I don't want Cheryl to exist in the future. <laughs> I don't like Cheryl. Like, I don't care. Drew Retainer, who plays Fangs, has been bumped up to series regular. God bless. I love Fangs Fogarty so do much. too, especially with that scene we got at the end of season four. Squee. Oh, precious. Like, I don't care if him and Kevin are together, but I just really need... A solid relationship, platonic relationship between two gay men on television. A healthy platonic relationship between two gay men on a CW show. I'd be fine with them being in love. Too, I'm but. fine with them being, if they are together and in love, I'm also 100% okay with that, provided the relationship is healthy. Healthy. I need a healthy relationship. Stop it with Kevin. Give Kevin a healthy boyfriend or husband. If it's things, I'm fine with that too. But I need some healthy romance yes like can the most toxic thing in their life be choosing what to watch on tv (laughs) can that be the biggest argument in their life please please let someone be healthy but yes gay for drury tanner we're also adding to the mix erin westbrook she was on the netflix series insatiable she will be joining as pop tate's granddaughter tabitha tate okay and future riverdale ain't doing so hot well, that makes sense. It's not going to be making much money. Love it. Yep. yep All yep, this yep, yep, crime yep, yep. ain't good for business. No, eventually it's going to to not end well. There's also a character, there was a casting call for a Miss Marble who is a 30-something art appraiser. Yep, Miss Marble. Yep. Okay. So she's going to be in town. This is a guest starring role. I don't know what this means, but that's someone who's going to be showing up in future Riverdale. Yet another CW star. No. They gotta. That's no. what they do. No, it's a guest role, but Miss Marble, Miss Marple. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. It, it doesn't make sense for it to be another CW star. I don't put it past them. <laughs> no. Um, For a one or two episodes, it could be somebody, but it, it doesn't make sense for that. Yeah. No. Also, 30s. If we're talking 50s. Then we go with old CW star. Because let's remember the people who were on the CW when it started are now in their late 40s, early 50s. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. James Vanderbeek looking at you. There was also a casting call put out for Jughead's girlfriend. Okay. One named Jessica. Perfect name for, of course, because that's how her name will be said Jessica. Jug and Jess. Jug and Jessica. I mean, it would be better if his girlfriend was a hamburger because well, let let him just be in love with his food. Well, apparently a part of her description is that she she is not really happy with Jughead because she realizes she will always be second to whatever he, book he's writing. <laughs> so while Jughead is not in love with burgers, he is in love with writing. The sound of a typewriter. <laughs> Basically, he's in love with the sound of his own genius. <laughs> also correct. So yeah, that's what we know. That's what we know <laughs> to be true. Like, this is some hot gossip. This is great. I'm very excited about this. Okay, cool. So now we're going to take a pause for a moment. We're going to re-watch the trailer. The trailer that they put out only has footage from the first three episodes. 
So nothing post flash forward. Makes sense. Again, totally makes sense. They don't want to give any of that away. I have seen one clip of one scene from a future, a future time episode, which we will talk about after. Okay. Okay, let's do a back here. There's a lot happening. Uh huh. A lot of stuff that I feel plays in. Uh, I've just there's a lot happening. <laughs> like so, the the big thing is it's pointing to is that we're going to prom. Yes. And Veronica finds out about Betty and Archie's kiss. Uh huh. Which was the big thing we did not. They did. They did not find out about last season. Nope. So at prom, prom's gonna get poo pooed on because. Someone's going to spill the beans about Betty and Archie. Of course. So the other thing that a lot of people commented on when this first dropped was this scene where Jughead clearly looks upset and then Betty and Jughead have sex. They're clearly having sex. Uh Uh-huh. That to me is clearly breakup sex. Yeah. Like, that's clearly, this is the last time we're going to have sex. Yeah. So, like, that's that's part of, like, that's my prediction. (laughs) that's, That's a prediction. Like, that's what that's happening right there. So they're going to break up. Veronica was going into this knowing that her and Archie are going to break up at the end of the year. Like they're going their separate ways. So the whole part of them going through all this stuff was let's just enjoy our time together until it's time to go. But. But this hurts. This fucking hurts. So like, and that, I I mean, I've talked about this before. Like I, I don't fully consider what they did cheating, but they both did need to tell like this is a thing that happened. But I. I said it in the episode when it happened that it was important for them to figure out what it meant or didn't mean before they told their people. And that didn't happen. Well, it didn't happen because, you know, murder. (laughs) (laughs) Because of murder. Because murder. Brett's in prison. We're going to talk to him because someone's going to hit them like a Mack truck. Cue Mack truck. (laughs) Which is great. Yeah. Videotapes. Videotapes. Murder. We see we see the three tapes that we've already seen before, but we see two new ones, which one of them is clearly reenacting something that happens at prom. Okay. Or is implied to have happened at prom because we see the the happy time kids dancing in prom gear. And then we see somebody reenacting the Black Hood shooting Fred Andrews, Uh which I predicted last season. So, yeah, that's happening. So that's cool. There's a dude in an owl mask and then there's a dude hanging. <laughs> that Jughead, Betty, and Charles find. So that's great. Yeah. Betty's got a gun because <laughs> she does. Uh, Jughead starts a fight. It's not shocking to me. The first thing we actually see is Jughead lighting a match. And then we see videotape of Jughead and Betty in bed that it's surveillance video. And then one of the last things we see is Jelly Bean in bed with a knife being dragged across her face. That also leads me to believe, of course, because Jellybean's the one taking that surveillance video. Because one of my things last season was I think Jellybean is in those videos. She is one of the preppy happy time kids. <laughs> the reenactor kids. I think she is. I just do. I think that makes the most sense. Okay. Huh. Yeah. So that's uh, that's the trailer. <laughs> yeah. That's the trailer. This show's stupid. <laughs> so, so stupid. Like, and yet we love it. We do. We do. Or we wouldn't be talking about it. So now we're going to go through 
synopsises for the first two episodes. Okay. And we have titles for seven episodes. We're going to go through those, talk about what we think that means, and then kind of pontificate about what we think might happen in those other episodes. And we like to make predictions. Yes. Because this is what we do. So the first episode back, chapter 77, is called Climax. Oh, God. Betty and Jughead's investigation into the auteur leads them to a secret underground for red band screenings. To impress the Naval Academy Commandant, Archie participates in a boxing exhibition against other candidate K.O. Kelly. That is a character from Katie Keene. Okay. That is Katie Keene's boyfriend. Ah. So that's a nice connection. The same actor is going to be here. That makes total sense for me. So Archie being all beat up, that makes sense too in the trailer. He's boxing K.O. Cool. And uh, we're going back to the video store. Yeah, we're going to go back to the video store. Well, we're going to go back. We're going to, there's an underground. Uh We're going to go to where dude who runs video store actually like hangs out. Yeah. Now he's not listed in the credits because of course they wouldn't be. Maybe we'll see Honey. Uh, I would imagine. I really hope we do. Absolutely. Because he's not far away. No. He's He's just like a stone's throw away at Stonewall. So also prom. 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 And then this is also the episode we're supposed to meet Tony's family. Okay. So in, and it's going to be really fun to be able to figure out what did they film before the pandemic and what did they film after? <laughs> Several of the actresses have said, yeah, you can tell because I'm, I've gained weight. <laughs> I do not fit into this dress the same. Uh-uh, some of us are Tanner. That's funny. <laughs> it's very fun. Some they they've been very candid and just silly about it. Not in a, uh, body shaming way just like this is just what it is <laughs> um, and you know when an episode gets interrupted in the middle there's some continuity things you just can't control of course i'm gonna let them have that episode two chapter 78 the preppy murders oh boy okay so we're gonna get more into it betty and jughead's investigation into the auteur takes a twisted turn after receiving a call from brett archie is forced to make an impossible decision when the person responsible for his father's death needs his help Okay. Oh, yeah. Car crash. Yeah, the car crash. So my first thought was, oh, is Shannon Doherty coming back? But no, Shannon Doherty was who Fred stopped to help. But there was an actual person who hit and ran. So, okay, that person needs some help. I bet it's for a parole. Well, no, it was that kid, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, it was the dad took the blame for the kid. The The kid's the one who did it. So it's going to be a teen. That that teenage kid. Yeah. So hmm. I bet it's for parole. No, I bet you what that's the favor that they need. They need a statement from the victim's family in order to get out to have a future. So we'll I bet you they're in jail. Maybe. Maybe. That's the thing that makes the most sense. Has the show ever followed that path? They they've been making better emotional sense. They've uh... they've started to. This last season, they had characters make sense that took them down a more character growth path. See, I see this kid totally being involved in somehow in the preppy murders and there being an issue there. Well, if he's in jail, then no, that's not possible. I don't know. So, no, I think that's probably it. And then that brings up a bunch of stuff for Archie about like, what do I do? I decide to help him or not. And then, you know, of course, we saw in the trailer, Archie's yelling at a gravestone. So, of course, he's yelling at his dad's gravestone because that's what do you do? What do I do? What, do I, what am I supposed to do? Because he's mad. He's still mad about his dad because you need therapy. <laughs> they all do god they, they damn all. come on miss burble come back so that's the only other one that we have a synopsis for chapter 79 graduation gee i wonder what's gonna happen they're gonna graduate some of them maybe <laughs> some of them might not maybe i hope who 
Maybe Cheryl doesn't graduate. That'd Jughead be- probably doesn't graduate, if I'm thinking through this, honestly. Uh, hey, well, Archie and Jughead were the two that were in danger of not graduating. But, you know, if Betty has anything to say about either one of them, she's going to make them graduate. We know Archie is because he's going to the fucking military. Whatever. They both probably have to go to summer school, but everybody's graduating. That's fair. One way or another, they're all getting out of there. <laughs> Episode four, chapter 80, is called Purgatory. Now... When this episode title was released, this is the episode where we make the time jump. RAS tweeted out a picture from a wartime edition of Archie. And it shows Archie going, he's he's clearly in fatigues. And that series was about what was going on in Riverdale when Archie was gone, when he was serving in the military. So we uh, we know that Archie's going to the military. He's, he's going to go. And that's yeah. fine. I think that's great for his character, especially the way they've written Archie here. What I feel like the title Purgatory gives us is another piece of Archie canon is the two sides of the story, where there's one edition where Archie marries Veronica, one edition where Archie marries Betty. But here, I feel like we might get a story where it says, this is one way my life could have gone. And we get another version where this is how my life actually went. And I Mm. feel like that is why it's being called purgatory, because there's going to be something there's going to be. I feel like there's going to be an element of this is what I hoped my life would be like when I turned 25. Yeah. This is what my life actually looks like with me at 25. Okay. And I feel like that is what we might get for all the characters. Yeah. That would make way more sense. Or for the the course, the, the main six. Yeah. The core four, the core, at least. The core, well, set with with Cheryl, it's five. But then, I, if we're gonna add Cheryl, I feel like we have to we have to include Reggie, and then Kevin, and so then we just we kind of spiral. At least the core four. But I feel like that's kind of where we're getting into. That would be cool. Uh, episode five, chapter eighty one, is the homecoming. Clearly, it's Riverdale. There's gonna be a homecoming. Everyone has to come together. So if in Purgatory we don't see the characters fully together. That's when they're all coming back to Riverdale. I've actually seen a scene from this episode that RIS put on his Instagram. I can't find it now, but it's Archie, Betty, and Jughead all showing up at Riverdale High, and they're all going different places, and they're all adults, and they're not talking to each other, but they're all going different directions, and it's just like, yep, Mm -hmm. that's what they're here to do, and Archie is clearly in charge of ROTC. (laughs) Yep. So that's that's just a part of it. That's cool. Uh, chapter six is titled to be announced. So there must be something going on with that that is very under wraps. Yeah, that would make sense. And then chapter seven or no, uh, episode seven, chapter 83 is fire in the sky. That is an alien sci-fi movie reference for everybody there. Like, yeah, fire in the sky is about alien abductions. I mean, are we going to get that mystical with what's going on in Riverdale? <laughs> I mean, that's 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 a lot. Are we going to go X-Files with it? I don't really want to go X-Files with it. But it's the one thing they haven't done yet. That could be kind of fun. Nah. Depending on what they're setting up. It depends. I mean, it's not actually going to be mystical, but something strange and supernatural seems like it's happening. That feels supernatural, but isn't actually supernatural. That's, yeah. I'm fine with that. I love that. I love the let's let's feel like it's supernatural but it's not actually y'all are just being crazy and someone's messing with you i mean if they're gonna do genre stuff give me jughead as agent Mulder. (laughs) give me jughead as fox Mulder, please yeah yeah that'll be interesting 
because are we going to in these three first three episodes actually going to solve the preppy murders or does it is it going to continue on into these seven year time jump and then we have this new mac truck secret highway nighttime driver thing that we know is going to be part of the new mystery oh god it's going to be dual yeah so (laughs) exactly so we've i actually hope the preppy murder the video thing doesn't completely get solved so that it's this nugget that comes back to haunt them. Possibly. I think that would make sense, especially in this type of town. Okay, so more predictions for the future. Okay. I don't know if this has actually been confirmed, but somewhere in the ether, I had seen or heard a rumor that they had been trying to cast someone to play Betty's daughter. Somewhere. I could be totally off on this. Maybe I imagined it, but I would love for Betty to have a kid. And if Betty has a kid, that kid has red hair. (laughs) I guarantee you, if Betty has a kid, that kid has red fucking hair. And it is purposefully to make everyone think that it's Archie's kid. But it's only because it's a blossom. It's because she has blossom blood. Uh Uh-huh. That's 100% why. I don't, it does not need to be, it does not need to be Jughead's kid. It's just someone's kid (laughs) that happened. (laughs) I don't care. But I want Betty, I would really love for Betty to have a kid. Archie's definitely, so we know Archie's going to the military. He's going to be an ROTC. I feel like Archie and Betty live in Riverdale. They they stayed. Like Archie went off to be go to the military, but Archie came back as soon as he was done or could. Yeah. Or like maybe he, maybe he got injured and he had to come home. I feel like War Hero is in the books for Archie. <sighs> maybe. I hope. I hope. Eh, whatever. It would tie into the comic feel pretty well. You know, Captain Pureheart. But Betty, Betty stayed. I see Betty. Honestly, I hope Betty failed out of Yale. (laughs) I really want her to have failed hard out of Yale. And she's just home writing for the Riverdale Register. Mm -hmm. Turned into her mom, a bitter, drunk version of her mom. That's what I want for Betty. Well, okay. I don't know about that. (laughs) No, bitter, drunk version of her mom. That's what I want. I think that would be hilarious. And like Polly's all together now. Gotten therapy. She's good. She's got Juniper and Dagwood. She's dating someone new and her life is 100% on track and okay. And Betty is a hot fucking mess. Because it's always been the opposite. That's what I want. That's what I want from Betty. Because we haven't seen that before. That would be great. Betty's always together. Not mentally sound, but always together. Just maybe not the drunk part. No, that that tracks. (laughs) That tracks. I think that tracks. Maybe not alcoholic, but like relying too heavily on it. Jughead, he left. He went to Iowa. He, got into, he went to Iowa. Of course he went to Iowa. And he is, I don't know, I'm trying to decide why he comes back to Riverdale. It's a great question. Because dad's leaving, so why would he have to come back? Preppy murders. A new a new mystery, or his book, his book is making him come back and he has to do a signing or some photo op in Riverdale. That could make some, a lot of sense too. Something, or, or he's dried up and he needs to go back to the place of the source of all of his muse. Yep. Some artisty bullshit like that. <laughs> Okay, that, that makes sense. All of those are good reasons for a Jughead to go. Because he's, he's had like maybe one or two successes. And now he's like, I have nothing left to give. Mm. Veronica. Yeah, she's working with dad. She's just straight up criminal. She's like Ivanka Trump. Yeah, that's what's happened to Veronica. Okay, well. She just keeps making bad decisions and following daddy. 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 That's what's, hap- that's what's happened. That's what's happened to Veronica. And then when she comes back to Riverdale because of the investments, and then she sees Archie. She's like, this is who I could have been. (gasps) Yeah. (laughs) 
That is that bullshit. That's what's going on. It's that bullshit. Kevin is the the music the theater teacher. We know at that. Riverdale. We know that because of Katie Keene. Yes. I hope Fangs is like the music teacher, or maybe he's the gym teacher or the football coach. Or what? I don't care, but Fangs is there. <laughs> I don't care, but Fangs is there. Maybe he owns the art gallery, and that's why there's an art appraiser who's coming around. I would think that's amazing. Or maybe Fangs is coming back for some reason. Sure. For homecoming. Sure. Just to say hello, and they reconnect. That's possible, too. But, like, I'm trying to, like, why would he come and stay in Riverdale? I'm trying to, like, what the reasons why they would come back? I don't know. Because they'll leave and disperse, but they have to come back. Also might be Tony's second. Oh, yeah, he could he could be running the white worm with Tony because clearly Tony's staying here. This is where her roots are. Um, we know that she's going to be running the white worm. She's having a family. She needs somebody to be a little muscle. Well, I'm, or, or they're just partners and it's not it's there's no like muscle involved. It's just we're partners and this yeah. is our, our chosen family. That's true. That's cool. I'm all for that. I really like the idea of him running an art gallery. What about Sweet Pea? Is Sweet Pea coming back? I don't know. I don't know either. What's what what's going on with Sweet Pea? <laughs> Oh, that's precious. And then Cheryl. Cheryl, I hope she has joined Jason in the afterlife. God damn. I just, I don't. (laughs) Like, I hope she's haunting Thistle House. Like, I don't care. I I genuinely just don't want her and Tony to be together. And, like, I just. If the the Blossom Kid thing comes up, that's where Cheryl's going to step back in with Betty. Yeah. Which could get interesting if you go down that plot road. I just, I don't. And maybe she got therapy and she's with Tony and things are okay now. I, I they cannot be together. I'm sorry, that's the most toxic <laughs> fucking relationship ever, and it's, it's just, it's so, it's so bad. But they're not getting rid of Madeline Petch. I know anytime. Not. No, they're not. I, I know that. Yeah. I just, I'm so over her. She's so, she's one of the worst characters. And I have to say, it has nothing to do with Madeline Petch. It has no. everything to do with the writing. It's all about the writing. I just don't know how I'm, I am willing to accept a rehabilitation of her character without her being sent away. Like her character having gone away after graduation and what has happened to her aside from copious amounts of therapy and who is she now? That she fits in this world and I want her to be there. Yeah, I don't know. Like, and and not be with Tony. So, like, that's where I'm at. That's where I cannot nail down what I want for, for Cheryl. Because for Cheryl, the character, I want her to go join Jason in the afterlife. Because I'm, d- I'm just sick of it. Yeah, I know. I'm done. She's the worst. I don't want her to be re- rehabilitated. I want <sighs> better for all the other characters because they deserve it and Cheryl does not. What other predictions do you have? Oh, um, I'm trying to figure out. I definitely feel like Donna Sweet's going to have to come back. Oh, yeah. Uh, I just, I, I loved her so, she's so good. She was so amazing. I think she's going to antagonize Betty. Or maybe she's going to be what shakes Betty out of whatever funk she's in. If she's in a funk. Now she's got a crime to solve. She's got a crime to solve. Or like, I've got to make her pay. Like, she can't, she can't walk from whatever she's doing. Do we and- think Hermione finally gets killed? Oh, I hope so. <laughs> or Hiram. I'd be fine with either one of them. I Okay, here's season five. One of them has to die. Look, I'm not going to say anything, but kill Hermione. Mark Consuelos is super fun. Mark Consuelos is like villain dude is super fun. Like uh-huh. he went full villain and that was great, but that should have happened in like season three. Yo, for real. It's just we were, we're just sick of it being rehashed and over and over again. So uh-huh. also, can we have 
Hermosa, like, full-on causing being the biggest thorn in Veronica's side. (laughs) I want her there. Oh, I want her, like, causing so much mayhem between her and her husband. Oh, she's on the board. Sure. Causing all the problems with her boyfriend. (laughs) All of it. It would be great. I'm here for that. Oh, yeah. That would be fun. Oh, and Tabitha Tate. She's there. Pop's granddaughter. Well, the speakeasy's gone because Veronica's gone. Veronica's gone. Speakeasy's going to be gone and town's not doing so good. So, oh, Tabitha's going to try and sell Pops or like franchise it or something. Yeah. (sighs) Pops probably deceased. He's probably dead. Yeah, that would. In the future, he's probably dead. Yeah, that's possible. Yeah. She's trying to figure out a new way to make it work and save yeah, it try or something like, like that. To keep the name going on and like it's not profitable this way. So we're going to try something is else. Is that what brings the gang back together? No. Or is that what gets them to stick around? No. Mm. That's not enough. Pops? No. It's a pretext. It's a way to get them together it's, to figure something bigger out. That's a reason for them to like a final fundraising event is a reason for them to stay a couple days longer. Before we get some big bombshell to drop. Like, homecoming is a reason for them all to come to town. Yeah. who The pe- ones who don't live in town or live nearby. A Pops fundraiser or unveiling or whatever is a reason for them to stay a few days longer. Exactly. Before we, yeah, exactly. To get to the next thing, to the yeah. next thing to be like, oh, well, I guess I'm staying. Yeah. Or, or we're fucking staying. It's like, well, the cops told me I can't leave town. Whatever. <laughs> oh, who's the sheriff? Who's our new sheriff? Oh, boy. <gasps> I have the best idea. Okay. If it's not Fangs, uh-huh. it's Sweet Pea. <laughs> you are not wrong. <gasps> it's one of them. It has to be one of them. The serpents realize that they need to keep the sheriff. Well, okay. I would also be 100% fine with Keller, uh, Mr. Keller being the sheriff again. <laughs> But one of them being the deputy. Of course. (laughs) Because they are a little young to be sheriff, to be fair. But I want one of them to be in the law enforcement. Come on. Come on. Yes. (laughs) That would be adorable. And also, if Fangs and Kevin are together and Fangs works with his dad. I'm sorry. The hilarity that that could bring is just precious. (laughs) That's precious. It is precious. That is the most adorable thing ever. A lot to consider. It's a lot to consider. It will be more as as we learn more things. So the show premieres tonight. The show premieres tonight. We'll watch it tomorrow. And then our coverage of that episode will come out next Wednesday. So it'll be ready for you as you're getting ready to watch the new episode when it releases. Just like we've always done. That's how we do this. We're back at it again. Yeah, we're back on our Riverdale bullshit. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm excited for it. Like, it's I'm ready for a new week-to-week show to watch like this. Uh, yeah, I'm ready. It's It'll fun. be fun. Yeah, we don't know how many episodes we're getting this season. Looks like we're going to have seven in the first half, so maybe we'll get seven on the back half. Who knows? But, you know, <laughs> we've, we've been saying since season two, this show needs a, a tighter episode count. 16, 16 at most, y'all. Just Six, do 16. 16. It's a nice uh, round number. They, they might figure out, hey, that works better for us. Not not bad. Until next time. Hashtag Go, go Bulldogs. Bulldogs. Thanks for listening.
sure to review and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcast. For questions, comments, and recommendations, you can email us at macintoshandmod at gmail.com or find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook.